So, you're curious about crypto, but you don't know where to start. Hmm. Introducing What The Crypto, a podcast by Africa's leading cryptocurrency platform, Luno. We simplify cryptocurrency, taking you from zero to crypto. Investing in cryptocurrency is not regulated in South Africa and may result in the loss of capital as the value can fluctuate. Views and opinions shared on this podcast are that of the guests and not of Luno. Any material or information on this podcast does not constitute as financial advice. Luno, the app to buy Bitcoin. My name is DJ At Large. <laughs> and welcome to What the Crypto, a podcast by Luno, Africa's leading cryptocurrency platform. Hmm, crypto in my portfolio. It's very obvious that whether you like crypto or you don't, whether you think it's the greatest thing to ever happen in the world or the worst, you can no longer ignore crypto. It's a wave, it's sweeping through the world, and it's everywhere. And when you look at Luno, who are a fantastic cryptocurrency exchange, they've given millions of people around the world access to easily and safely buy crypto, while also trying to educate people. So it's out there, it's happening, it's this massive wave, this revolution. There are hundreds and thousands of coins, and the blockchain technology is evolving. It used to all be about the coin, the crypto, and now it's doing other things. It's shaking up economies. Um, And if you're an investor, right, uh, and you're looking to build a diversified portfolio, I think that cryptocurrency has to be a part of your portfolio. That's my opinion. So in my portfolio, and we'll explain what a portfolio is, I've got some crypto. But I'm not an expert, right? I don't know about these things. So I've brought one to break it down for us. So I've invited one of my absolute faves. He's an independent financial planner at Rich Ideas Group. He's an educator who simplifies finances. And he encourages his clients, encourages people on social media to become financially savvy. And he strips away all the jargon, the complication. You know, sometimes people in his profession, they confuse us. But he keeps it really, really simple. Terence Torben, welcome to What the Crypto, brother. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, Before we try and untangle this thing, (laughs) uh, in terms of having crypto in your portfolio, I've got a random crypto question for you, right? If you were creating your own cryptocurrency coin, what would you name it? Because, you know, coins right now, Terrence, they're very sexy. They've got like sexy names, a sexy logo. So I'm expecting you to give me something amazing right now. Sure, you really are putting me on the spot (laughs) with that one. Um, I think I'd lean it back towards the name of our business and call it the Rich Coin. Ooh, and a nice logo as well, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Ooh, Absolutely. I like, I like simple, easy. Simple and easy. The Rich Coin. That's it. Ooh, the Rich Coin. <laughs> so, in no way are we giving listeners financial advice on cryptocurrency in this episode. We're merely sharing ideas, thoughts, opinions. And I think Terence has a unique perspective because, one, he works with people who require financial advice, they need planning and so forth, and they have questions about crypto. At the same time, he's an educator, you know, so even people on social media will be like, what are your thoughts on this? So I think he's got a very interesting point of view, and that's why I've brought in the experts. In my opinion, you need to have crypto in your portfolio, but it's not about me. I'm going to start here. 
Terence, when did you first hear about cryptocurrency and what was your first impression? I think I heard about it about seven or eight years ago mm-hmm. and I didn't understand it. Okay. So I reached out to an industry mentor that I have. He had very strong opinions about it and it was kind of avoided because we don't know what it is. It's ungoverned, it's unregulated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a computer system by people who we don't actually know who they are. The Satoshi Nakamoto, like who is this? So because no one can go back to the original founder, interview them, talk to them, he was just like, ignore it, it's a Ponzi scheme. Mm. And I trusted the man, so I ignored it. Mm. All right, so I love where we're going because it leads me into the next question. Do you own any crypto at the moment? Yes, I do. Okay, so at some point in time, something changed, right? Something changed. I started going down the rabbit hole because it really is. I mean, you can get lost in this for years. And I just went to one source that I trusted again that was active in the space, that understood the space. And he really tried to break it down as easy as he could for me. And I still think I probably only know 1% of what blockchain and crypto is. But yes, I do hold a little bit of crypto in my portfolio as I see it as an asset class of part of a portfolio. Mm, And of course, we're going to get into a portfolio and what your definition of an asset is. Uh, But I want to sort of rewind back to something you said, right? So over the last couple of years, there seems to have been a shift in terms of investment professionals. So whether it's educators, whether it's a financial advisor, financial planner, they used to be very negative and almost pessimistic when it comes to crypto. Crypto comes up and they're like, oh, we'll stay away from it. And now I've started to notice that the shift has started to change. People are a little bit more inquisitive, a bit optimistic, even the professionals, which is a very interesting thing because I remember certain people tweeting things three, four years ago and now it's like, buy crypto. like, but you were never... Is it something that you've started to notice? I mean, from a professional's point of view, what conversations are you guys having on WhatsApp? What's going on? You know what it is? The market is coming to us. I mean, the consumers are buying it. So, you know, you're either going to keep up with your client or you're going to get left behind. And it's coming up in every single conversation I have every week with somebody. So for me, it's no longer, do you hold crypto? For me, it is, what crypto do you have? Because everybody, as soon as you open the door and let them talk about it, almost everyone I speak to has dabbled. So either have tried and maybe lost a little bit, or they currently hold and, and they kind of get it. They kind of understand it, but they're not quite sure what they're doing with it. There's no like reasoning behind it. And I think what's also changing is the regulators, our local South African regulators, the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, is now looking into it and are going to classify it as a financial product. Hmm. So now us as financial planning professionals are now will be legally allowed to give advice. Prior to this, and even today as we say record, we can't actually give you any advice on crypto. I see. And, and, and I think the interesting thing, is, it's almost like a double whammy for you guys because one, there's pressure from people saying, what's crypto about? We want to own it. Which one? And then now there's this regulation that's going on and it's almost forcing even the professionals to have to now get educated on what crypto is. We're getting educated. We're listening to the podcast. We're trying to understand blockchain and all of these things. But even the professionals now need to get educated. And I think that was starting to change the conversation. And now it's sort of like, it's there. It exists. Uh, would, you, would you agree with that? That's Com- almost like these two things that are, that, are, that are almost like a force. Completely agree. And we have to get educated. And there's going to be a class of financial advisor that will not. And they're going to still tell you, like, avoid this. It's a Ponzi scheme. And hopefully I'm not going to get lynched by saying this. But maybe they're too lazy to go and get the education. Mm. 
I've enrolled in courses last year. I've heard some courses coming up this year. We're busy developing in Rich Ideas a crypto succession plan. So kind of like a crypto will. Because I feel that there's an obligation on me to advise you on how to look after your crypto. And if something happens to you, pass it on to your family. That's a conversation we can't avoid. I have a fiduciary obligation to do so. I can't tell you to go and buy Bitcoin or any other crypto because we're not allowed to do that yet. But if you hold it, surely it's my duty to help you look after it. That's so true. That's so true. So interesting how the world is starting to change. So we, we've, we keep throwing this word around portfolio, right? So what is a portfolio to the average person? For most of us average investors, so we call us retail investors, we have four different types of asset classes. Okay. Your cash, like money in the bank, mm-hmm. in your savings account. You get bonds. These are issued by government okay. or other institutions. So they need to raise money mm-hmm. and they let us help them raise that money in their oh, businesses or okay. government, etc. Property and then equities. You're now buying shares mm-hmm. in ex- companies on stock exchanges. Those are the four main asset classes that we would have in our portfolios. Mm-hmm. And then we have all the fun stuff. People collect wine and horses and art and now crypto. And they now all form part of this portfolio Correct. with all these various types of assets. Yes. And when, when we hear people talking about diversified portfolio, because earlier on I said, I think part of a diversified portfolio is having crypto. What is then a diversified portfolio? Having some of all of those asset classes making up your portfolio. Mm. So no one asset class is better than the other. And having all your money in one asset class is also very dangerous. So by no means am I saying property, for instance, is a bad investment. But if you have all your money in property and something goes wrong, wrong, that could be dangerous. Having all your money in the bank, that could be dangerous. Recently, a couple of years ago, one of our banks went bankrupt Mm. and Saab had to bail them out. The other big banks had to help them out. Everyone who had savings accounts lost 10% of their savings. But you think your money is safe in the bank. No. So diversification is a bit yeah. of risk management. So I want us to just track back a bit. And it's going back to this wave of crypto that's happening. And it's become impossible for investment professionals, for investors like me, the ordinary person, for South Africans in general to ignore cryptocurrency. Why is it so dangerous at this point to ignore it? It's there, it's happening, it's all over the place. What is the risk of ignoring it? I think the risk of ignoring it is we could miss out on opportunities. So they might not be exactly clear today. And the crypto world is moving at a rate that very few people can keep up. And it's changing virtually daily. But by being out of it entirely, you might be missing out on a wave that could create significant wealth. And we've seen that with a lot of them, where cryptos have been very cheap. And some are rubbish cryptos and some are better. Depends on the technology and their reasons for being. But I think it's the, the concern is waiting for it to then be something when everybody has it. Potentially you're at the top mm. and you want to be a little bit careful. So by no means am I going now sell out everything and buy cryptos. You've got to look at your personal risk management, consult with a financial planning professional and decide how much of your wealth or your asset allocation is put into cryptos. People in the crypto space are saying, buy, 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 when they should be saying, learn, 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 then you can consider buying instead of the other way around. Because if you buy Bitcoin and it's down 
50%, you will lose your mind because you don't understand what drives its value, uh, as an example. So I think you're 100% right. I think the education aspect is important because there's an opportunity, but you won't understand it until you immerse yourself in it. You know, you listen to the podcast and you follow people within the space. So I think that definitely makes sense. There's an adage that says, don't buy what you don't know. Yes. However, go and get educated. Because once you're educated, now you can make an informed decision. And then if you don't want to buy, now you know why you're not buying. But you must make that decision. And I made that error nine years ago. And Mm. if I got educated back then, I could have bought, for instance, Bitcoin at $1 a coin. And you... And, well, sir, I'd arrive at my Ferrari today. (laughs) But I don't. And that's the failure to educate. Mm. So keep learning. Keep asking questions to make sure that you can empower yourself to make an informed decision. I want to chat a bit about your clients. Obviously, at Rich Ideas, you guys have fantastic clients. You're helping them to build wealth, uh, to pay off their debt, to plan for their futures. In terms of questions from your clients, is crypto coming up? Are they putting pressure to say, look, what, what should I do? And because the regulation is so difficult and you can't give them advice, how are you navigating that? So what are the clients asking? And then how are you trying to assist them in oh. some way, I guess? Because it's a little bit tricky. It's very tricky and it's a bit of a minefield. And we have to be so careful because we're personally liable for the advice we give. Mm. So if I tell you to do X, Y, Z and you do it and it turns out to be bad advice, you can hold me liable. So the crypto conversation does come up and I raise it with a lot of conversations. Like that, you know, if you're holding, where is it? Well, how does it look after? Do you understand the risks of it? And by being educated, it also enhances the trust element you have with your client because you're adding value that no other advisor is doing. But I can never say to them which to buy, if they should hold, if they should sell. So if they don't have, unfortunately, the question they ask is, you know, should I buy? I can't answer that right now. If they do hold, then I feel an obligation to help them look after it. So it is a minefield and I'm hoping we will get clarity from our regulators soon because the regulation follows the innovation look i'm of the opinion um and this is for me and my own portfolio is that cryptocurrency has to be a part of it it doesn't have to be a big part of it but it has to be there um, and it goes back to your explanation about diversified portfolio. And in your portfolio, there is a little bit of it. Uh, I'm assuming it's not a huge amount. No, it isn't. I mean, at the moment, it's it's small. But I, I mean, again, like you said, not financial advice. I personally want to get that to about 5% of my portfolio. Okay. Okay. So it's not going to be significant. But 5% is a, is a fair holding. I've got some clients who are in the tech space. They really get it. They understood the technology behind it. I've got one client who has 30% of his portfolio in crypto. You know, I don't know if that's good or bad. That's a decision he has to make. And he's very comfortable with it at the moment. And he understands it because if you are going to hold crypto, I do think it's a long-term holding. So yes, you can make money and you can trade much like shares. But the real growth, I think, is going to come over the decades, especially certain cryptos that have a scarcity element to them. What is the current regulation now uh, for investment professionals like yourself in, the, in you know, financial planners? What is the law currently saying right now? And where do you hope it's actually going to go? At the moment, I can't give you advice on crypto. We're not allowed to because it's not a defined product in our phase act. So which is what governs, for instance, life policies and unit trust shares, because this is not a defined product as yet. The regulators with Reserve Bank, um, with SARS, with Financial Sector Conduct Authority, they're trying now to create the legislation and update that legislation. 
so they can define actually what a crypto is and then who can give advice on it. And comments that I've seen recently issued by our regulators is that it will only be by authorized financial service providers like a Rich Ideas, that you'll have to go to one of us to get advice. You know, I think there's an advantage and a disadvantage to this, right? The advantage is we now are starting to fight the scammers in the field because there's so many scammers. But at the same time, we've got a group of people who we are not sure do they know enough to give us advice. Because a lot of the people I've spoken to on crypto are nowhere near the financial space. They know nothing about finance, but they know everything about crypto. And so it's going to be interesting to see where this balance lies. It's going to be a little bit tricky, actually. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? But I'm glad that you're already spending time right now getting educated on it. This is going to be many years. We're going to be having this conversation probably for the next decade. Because exactly that, the people with the knowledge are not in finances, and the people with finance don't have the knowledge of the crypto. And we need to somehow marry the two. And for instance, in financial services, we do something called continuous professional development, CPD. And I think crypto programs, workshops, seminars are now going to form part of that. For advisors to now enroll, get educated, maybe do certificate programs or diploma programs to really be able to give clients advice. For me, for instance, as soon as one of those comes up that's authorized and approved by regulators, I'm signing up for the first one because I want to know and understand it so that when I give my clients advice, whether it's to buy or not, it's backed by that knowledge and the understanding of the space. But maybe I need to hire one of the non-finance guys to come work for us. Especially come eh? into the space. So Terence, what do we say to somebody who's listening to the podcast, obviously without giving them any financial advice, what do we say to somebody who is interested, sees this wave of cryptocurrency, has heard about Bitcoin and Ethereum and all of this, what do we say to that individual right now? In terms of with all the regulation happening, with all the scams happening, with this wave happening, what do we say to that type of individual in the meantime while this regulation thing is bubbling under? I think use an exchange like Luno. Don't go to people that promise things. All right, you wouldn't buy your Unitrust portfolio from your barber. So don't buy your crypto from your barber. Go to Luno. There's regulation that Luno upholds. You know, they're a great exchange, they've got exceptional technology. And you can start with a hundred bucks. So pick one or two cryptos and now start going and learning. Jump onto YouTube, go and read blogs, find telegram groups, and don't be scared to ask questions. You know, the guru today was the novice yesterday. We all have to start somewhere. And today's the right day to start. Go and learn. Yeah, so, so to not almost dismiss it, but to say, let me get educated first, then let me make my decision. Am I in? Am I not in? So when I first heard about crypto, I was also like, oh, God, what is this all about? But then what I decided to do was I obviously used Luna because it was the simplest app to use and it's still the simplest. Bought a bit of Bitcoin. And then while my Bitcoin was going up and down, I wasn't panicking because I was actually doing the education part. So I said, look, I've got 500 grand that I, I don't need. I'm, I can afford to risk. Uh, but I need to learn while I've got a little bit of some skin in the game. And so that's the approach that I took. Absolute right approach. And that is, I'll give you financial advice now. Never put in more than you can afford to lose. So if it's 500 Rand and it literally went to zero, you must not be able to, but don't bat an eyelid. That mustn't be the bread money or the rent money. That must be 500 bucks that if it goes to zero, you're like, oh, okay, shame. And move on. And move on. Never put in more than you can afford to lose on any investment. Mm, 100%. So Terence, I want you to be our crypto sangoma. 
<laughs> for a second, right? Uh, what do you think the future of crypto holds? Do you think more people will adopt it and perhaps the regulation will be, you know, what really fires it up? What are, what are your thoughts? I pretty much guarantee that's going to happen. I am, my daughter's seven years old now. When she starts her first job, our banking system in 20 years from now is going to be completely different to the way we see it. I mean, now I'm paying for my coffee, tapping my Garmin watch. Mm. You know, it's it's weird. So it definitely, crypto is most certainly here. It's not a technology of the future. It's technology of today. And if we understand blockchain, and that's been a fascinating journey for me over the last year, it is exceptional. And I really now understand why there's a lot of people say that it's unhackable. And it really is almost a bulletproof technology. And some of our local banks and insurance providers are using blockchain. And it's something that's, yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. And as soon as we understand that, a lot of them, the cryptocurrencies make more sense. In South Africa, we use RANDs because we trust it. We trust the Reserve Bank to say, this is how much it's worth. You and I accept it. When we go to America, we accept the US dollar. Now on the internet, let's accept a currency that we both trust in. And we can verify. And that's what, for instance, the blockchain network allows. So this is going nowhere, ladies and gents. And you cannot afford not to go and learn about it. Oh, man. I love that everything you say is so authentic. It's balanced. It's unbiased. Uh, and, of course, that's a lot of what you guys do at Rich Ideas. How do we get in touch with you guys? We need help. We've got questions. Perhaps it's got nothing to do with crypto, but it's got everything else to do with debt or my will or building a diversified portfolio, which is something we've spoken about earlier on. How do we get in touch with you? Easiest way is richideas.ca.za. Jump on our website. You'll see we've got five different financial planners on there specializing different elements of financial planning males females find an advisor you're going to relate to but something we also encourage within rich ideas talk to two or three of us find someone you're going to gel with that you're going to fit with that matches your personality but we're an independent practice we're not here to sell you policies we're here to help empower you so that you can make great informed financial decisions and we do that through a fee for advice model that's why you one of my faves schooling us today, Terence Torben. Hmm, crypto in my portfolio, and what should you be thinking about? And of course, Terence is an amazing independent financial planner at Rich Ideas Group on what the crypto by Luno. Investing in cryptocurrency is not regulated in South Africa and may result in the loss of capital as the value can fluctuate. Views and opinions shared on this podcast are that of the guests and not of Luno. Any material or information on this podcast does not constitute as financial advice. From zero to crypto with Luno, your guide to understanding cryptocurrency. Big ups to you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.